to welcome everybody back to episode 11, part two of the Demythifying Brand podcast. So we had episode 11, we kicked off 2024 talking about life changes. So whether that's, you know, getting married, career changes, loss and death in the family, uh, moving to a new city, just all those changes that happen in life. Um, now we want to kind of expand on that and explore what that means. So one of the big takeaways from episode 11 was change management and how that's not just for corporations. Change management is something that we need to do in our lives. It's not just a corporate buzzword. It's something that we need to carry with us in our personal brand and something that helps us evolve through those challenging times. So today we're going we're gonna to expand on episode 11. We're going to do some video interviews. We're going to talk to some guests in our community about what change means to them and how they've managed uh, the cycle of change. So I'm um, really excited. We've got some great guests to talk with us today about that. So I'm going to pass the torch to you, Lynette, to interview our first guest, Brenda. Yes, that's right. Today we have an amazing and inspiring guest, uh, Brenda Beckedorf. Some other words I guess I would use to describe Brenda are ecosystem builder, visionary leader, and strategic thinker. Also badass, I would say. Just, you know, doing some research and knowing Brenda, and I think that will come out over the course of today's podcast. She works in technology and innovation, and she is a passionate um, community builder, just like us. She's going, she's gone through some major changes in her life and particularly in the last year and uh, she's come out swinging, which is why I call her a badass. And she's truly an inspiration. I've, I've, I've said that to her. So I'm really excited that we have the chance to share her experience with our listeners today. Brenda, thank you and welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I haven't been called a badass on my <laughs> We're a different it. kind of podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so we always start with our guests by asking them to tell us their story, because that's what this is all about. So whatever that means to them, Brenda, what is your story? Um, well, I'll, I'll go back with I was formerly an executive director with a technology nonprofit, and I grew it from infancy to a full-fledged incubator. And so for me, it was my baby. It was my first time in the nonprofit sector and building into the community. I have been in IT for years, but actually being in a community and at a pivotal time in Alberta. Alberta is going through a lot of growth and I came into this just a few months before COVID happened. And so got to be part of that experience and so it became a big part of my life and I was putting a lot of time and energy into it and at the same time you know trying to balance a very large family so just as a side note I have six children um, it's a blend wow. I have three grandchildren we have way too many dogs in our lives so it's a very full-time job just managing the family <laughs> and so trying to build a nonprofit from scratch and then turn around and do this was quite a bit. Um, and so I was excited about that. And coming through the summer, I had done a bunch of trips to Europe. I was feeling like we were doing some incredible things in the ecosystem. I was very involved with a number of boards. And then in a very short period of time, everything changed in my life. And I'm going to go personal and then professional with that. Um, I was expecting a grandson coming up and all of a sudden we were getting news that he had some birth defects in womb and then we lost him. 
And as we were going through all of that, there was a three-week time frame where we were just devastated and not sure what this meant to our family. We'd never had a child that was going to be born that was going to be in a wheelchair right out of the gate and need major surgery and all this stuff. So we were trying to wrap our heads around that. I have, I had an amazing team that I was sharing this with and going, this is life changing for us as a family. So we're going through this emotional turmoil and I came back from a long weekend and I had my chair of my board reach out and say, I need to talk to you on a holiday Monday. And he let me go. And it was blindsiding at the same time that this child was going to be born the next day and die. And so we were dealing with all of this all at once and trying to deal with that emotion. And I had looked to this board and said, you know, I'm going through this. I'm not going to deal with this job loss at the same time. I have to focus on my family. And they gave me reassurance that they would give me a week and a half. They wanted me to do a joint statement and everything. So I kind of shoved the job loss aside and went, I got to deal with my daughter. She's devastated. We're, we as a family are coming together to deal with this. And then I find out that the board has decided to go public three days later. And it was a public divorce. And it was very loud. Um, they did a very poor job of telling the world that I was no longer there. And so I'm sitting there going, how do I even deal with this? I don't want to deal with this situation I want to deal with my daughter and yet they're sending emails out to every member that I had which is over a couple hundred all the sponsors and then they were posting on LinkedIn so I had no choice that so that was Monday I got let go Tuesday my little grandson Noah died and Friday I put a public thing out on LinkedIn and I was like I'm just gonna focus on my amazing team the community we build and what we were doing and I had 20,000 views in the first 12 hours. I had 500 comments. The community came back to me and said, I'm there for you. And my inbox in my LinkedIn and my personal email went just crazy. And everybody's like, how do we help you? And so that for me was incredibly supportive. And it made me just feel like all that I had poured out was coming back to me. So that was kind of the holy cow, August moment. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what happened. That's a lot. I, it was so a lot. I, it made me think as well as you were talking. So in our last episode, we talked about major life changes, you know, as though they happen one at a time. Uh, sometimes big life changes happen multiple at the same time. And yeah. I, as you were talking, I wrote down trauma triage because it's like these big life yeah. changes happen. There's a lot of trauma and you know, it's like, where do I focus my attention? And, yeah. and, and also we have you, what I also thought as you were talking is a lot of times we have no control over how the change unfolds and yeah. what happens to us. The only thing we do have control over is how we manage ourselves in the change. And, and so I want to talk a lot about that, but I, but yeah. the last thing you mentioned on the public statement and the, and the support it, it takes me back as well to our past episode where we talked about when people go through a big loss, um, regardless of whether it's personal or professional, they tend to turtle. They tend to hide yeah. and go inward. Yeah. You kind of had to put a statement out. Um, I but, had no but, uh, choice, yeah. 
but a lot of people wouldn't even in that case. And a lot of people mm. feel, I've talked to a lot of people who've lost their job in the last little while and they say like, I don't want to put a big thing out there. Yeah. Um, but I think what you found and tell, tell me how your, your thought process on this is yeah. that you put it out there, you were very vulnerable and you even put this amazing um, post at, during New Year's about all of this and the support you received was overwhelming. Yeah. And, and, and I think, especially as females in our professional life, don't want to turn around and go, I'm vulnerable, I've had a loss, I feel, you know, like that, our natural instinct is to go and hide away. And I, I know a couple people who've laid, been laid off and they have completely disappeared off LinkedIn. They've mm -hmm. completely gone away. It, it's counterintuitive to put yourself out there but at the same time, if you want support, you almost have to put yourself out there. And I, I really take my role as a mentor to younger women very seriously. And so if I turtle, I've just taught my daughter and daughter-in-law and my community to turtle. And that, that's not the answer. Um, and I've gone through enough rough patches in my life where I know I can get through this. And so... I think the biggest thing is being willing to accept help. I naturally help and connect and help support others. And it's very hard for me to go, wait a minute, could you help me? And yet that's what I'm doing right now. And it, it's paying dividends because it's opening doors for the conversations I need to move forward. It's, it's a time of vulnerability, right? So it's, it's a difficult time to talk about that, but those are the times when you make connections because everyone's gone through something. Everyone's sort of had a similar experience or some sort of traumatic experience that they want to connect with others on. So I think it's really important to share your story when you don't feel like sharing your story, because I think that's signaling to you that you're evolving as a person. It's going to be painful. It's going to be hard to share, but um, I think you need connections and you really see what your network's made of when you, when you do things like that. I agree. I also will say I did take a couple months where I didn't really actively look for work or try to figure out. I was kind of like testing the water a bit, but I'm like, I just need some time right now. Um, our family's still trying to deal with this loss. And at the same time, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do next because I wasn't expecting to be in this position. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like, you know, someone losing someone very close to them and you wake up the next day and you go, what do I do? Like I had put four years of a lot of myself emotionally, um, time-wise, everything into this. And it was like, I don't even know what I want to do next. Um, yep. So yeah. Well, and also, and, and Sherry mentioned this um, on our last episode, when you leave a, a workplace, um, if you've created uh, this great culture or you've, you've recruited your team, they feel like your family. And that's yes. how I felt. It felt like somebody was sort of ripping me away from my family. And yeah. that is a trauma that you have to go through too, because now your relationship with them is different. You can still have a relationship with the people you used to work with, but it's different. And so you, there's so much loss that is involved, not just a job loss. It's not about a job for most people. Mm -hmm. um, no. And so, I like what you said though about, and I just want to kind of reinforce that about taking time. I talk to a lot of people mm -hmm. who are very reticent to take time and I understand financial considerations, but 
when you go through these things and you launch yourself into a new relationship or a new job, um, you're carrying all that trauma with you and you're not stopping to think, who am I now after all of this? How has this changed me and how I see the world and what I want for myself? So I'm curious, Brenda, how did all of this change how you see yourself and what you want for yourself and how you see the world? That's a big ass question. That's a big ass question. Yeah. I, I need to sit on the mountain somewhere to answer that one. I was like, wow, that's uh, deep. That's deep. How did you know what? Um, I would I was gonna say, you know, and I touched on this in some of our off conversations. I had come from a very toxic marriage many years ago, and it has those repercussions many years later and when you come through something like that my day-to-day life was really really wonderful i had an amazing team amazing community but that toxicity over here was actually causing trauma to me and so i knew that i needed to take some time to kind of slot that off and try to figure out who brenda was and what what was important to me and i i'm really excited about what's happening in Alberta. I'm very passionate about it and I had felt like I was impacting people's lives and people were actually building their company through this last organization and actually hiring people and getting new market share and all that stuff. So I was like, how do I recreate that? Because that's my passion. Um, When I did interview for a few jobs, I'm looking at them going, I'm not going to be able to be impactful. And at this point in time in my life, I want to be impactful. So what does that look like? I end up recognizing that I needed to go back to scratch and go, I'm going to create it myself. Because, <laughs> like, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> like, you knew who you were. It's just now yeah. you were like, I'm free to actually be that. And I'm going to yeah. do it. But I still needed a couple months of, like, sitting on a mountaintop and going mountain biking. And just, I, I'm an avid, avid, passionate hiker. So I had to go climb chains and ladders and scale mountains to turn around and go, okay, I'm calming down. I'm getting rid of all this negative energy. What is it? And recognizing that this is the place I needed to be. And there was a few people early on that said negative things to me that kind of took me off that path. And then I had to take that noise and put it away too. So that that's a factor too. Like make sure when you're going through this, you put the right people around you. Um, yes. Because you need to be supported when you're going through the trauma and you need people to lift you up. And there are an awful lot of people who live in a box and they want you to be back in the box. And I'm not good at being in the box. No, <laughs> so, crabs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm like ripping down the side of the box going, no, I don't belong in here. So yeah. <laughs> and there was just a couple people going, no, no, you need to go into a job and the box is this. And, and I'm like, yeah, I know, that's not me. So I just you, had to- You're preaching to the choir that. here, Brenda. <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> I know this group, I'm totally against this, yeah. <laughs> That's probably why we invited you on. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to talk about resiliency for a second, because as I'm hearing you um, have these conversations and tell us your stories, a theme of resiliency keeps coming up over and over. And I think that's probably a big part of your personal brand and uh, it defines how you deal with things. So 
how do you carry resiliency? Like, what does it mean to you, and how do you work it into your evolution and and day to day management? I believe that you have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I learned that a long time ago when I went through my divorce and I had four little kids and we left Halifax and came to Calgary with not a, not one person we knew. And I figured out that was a pivotal moment for me to recognize that I was going to be really uncomfortable and yet this was the best thing for me and my family. And I survived that and thrived. And so every time I hit that place, and it's, there's been many a times this has come up where I'm really, really uncomfortable and I'm going, Kate, you got to embrace it. You got to move through it. And if you, instead of running away, which is a natural thing to do, actually push forward into it, you're going to do better. And I feel like that's, that's my whole mantra. When I talk to people now, and I'll talk about in, in a little bit about where I want to go, it really is helping people understand that technology, life is going to be uncomfortable at times. And you just got to accept it and move into it. So that's me. <laughs> I think, yeah, like resilience to me is um, it's something you earn by going through hard shit and coming out the mm -hmm. other side. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's kind of what I come to. Um, so, so, you know, all these changes that people uh, struggle with, you know, it, I guess the bright side is you develop this resilience, this strength, um, this courage and talking about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, when you, when you talked about asking for help, that's a big thing. Mm. We didn't cover that. And I'm going through mm -hmm. that now. So I'm launching my own second business. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and I was, um, building some things and asking people for endorsements and testimonials, which made me want to puke. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's so it hard horrible. to be on that side, right? <laughs> yes. And yeah. like, and, and close friends and, and colleagues and things, but still just like every, every note I would send, I go, oh. and, and I just, it was horrible. And I'm like, but I just kept doing it. Like I, you know, I may have had a glass of wine and I just kept doing it. <laughs> but so how I, many times yeah. has people reached out to you and oh, you've yeah. gone, hell yeah, I'm there for you, right? Yeah. It's, yes hard though to be on that other end it's much more yeah. easier to be the giver yes than the taker because we feel like there's some weakness in it or something some vulnerability yeah. mm -hmm. is equals weakness yeah. and um and a lot of people have said to me like how can i help and i didn't have an answer for them so that was yeah. a thing for me too is like taking the time you talked about to reflect on what help do i need what does help look like um yeah. and then having the courage to ask for it I don't know. How was your people. reflection process on that? Um, getting to this point of being like, okay, I'm going to ask some people for help. And again, I, I'm going to go with my role was so bloody public facing. Yeah. Right. And, and Lynette, I, I know you ha were in that same situation. You're very, very public. So when people actually said, let's go for lunch, let's go for drinks. And I'm going, this is what I'm going through. And this is my thoughts. I had very honest conversations coming back to me. Mm -hmm. And so I think I'm very fortunate if you're isolated and don't have that community. I think it's a harder journey, you yeah. know. Um, and, and I'm going to touch on my daughter has had to go through a journey I've never wished her to go on. 
And yet, what I have seen is that she has built, she's in a grief group, and she's got counseling and everything, but the grief group, they're supporting each other going through this. And I'm like, at the end of the day, that's her new community. And it's making her a stronger person. And I see that in my daughter. I'm like, you are now much stronger than you used to be. I don't want you to do this ordeal, but you are going to be a stronger person for it. And there's very few of us who haven't gone through something horrible in their life. Very few of us. And so most people end up becoming stronger because of that. But turtling isn't the answer. It's reaching out to a community, and the community might only be two people. But make sure you have that community to support you. I also was going to ask um, uh, Brenda about if this has affected, because we've had some conversations, both of us, about how it's affected our decision-making. Um, right. Because when you get really clear about who you are and what matters to you, I've found, I don't know, Brenda, have you found this, that it starts to change how you make decisions and what you're willing to accept and tolerate and not yeah. and who you choose to work with. So has this changed things for you? <laughs> Probably because I'm thinking I'm becoming a little vocal. It, it is funny because I did this um, panel discussion not that long ago in front of some female, young females who were trying to figure out their career path. And I was very, very vocal about, you know, you are the consumer in this situation. And when you're going out there, look at your executive team and your board and make sure that it is a diverse and inclusive team and board because you're going to have to work in there and if it isn't inclusive and it's not diverse you're probably not going to be happy there and so I'm becoming probably more vocal than I used to be um, but once you got burnt yourself you're kind of like how do I stop someone else from being burnt as bad I also know that as I start my new venture I'm being very careful about who's on my advisory board team, and it's going to be a very strong, diverse team. So, Brenda, what advice would you have for somebody that's going through really big life changes right now? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, much as your natural reaction is to go hide with like a bowl of ice cream on the couch and just Netflix the heck out of life. <laughs> <laughs> with a blankie around because I think that's what we're all thinking with my rum and coke and my Ben and Jerry's I'm happy <laughs> that's not really the answer the answer is to turn around physically take care of yourself what obviously hiking mountains my thing but it might be just going for a walk with the dog but get the heck out of the house and move um, mentally look at what you can do for yourself I do meditate every day I like spending time in very quiet surroundings on the mountains and just being able to think. I think that's really important. And then start talking to those who are close to you and make sure they're good, positive people and start fleshing out where you want to go. And it might take some time, but those conversations are important and it'll help you get to the place you next need to be. Um, so don't turtle. And much as the Ben and Jerry's is good, don't eat... <laughs> 10 of those. One's okay. <laughs> One's okay. Then keep going. You then the hiking becomes very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I do think you have to have the courage to push yourself forward. The problem doesn't go away by hiding. So push yourself forward, get uncomfortable, and accept it's going to be uncomfortable for a while, but you will succeed. 
And that's why we started the podcast, because we wanted to have those candid discussions. We wanted to jump in as, you know, we're not the experts on this. We've all been through some shit. Uh, we're going to talk about it, and we're going we're gonna to talk to others about their stories and how they kind of navigated their way. And the thing about it, too, is that every story is so unique. So I really want to thank you, Brenda, for sharing your unique story and, and being very candid with us today about how you manage resiliency and change, because I think people need to hear real stories from real people. And as an ecosystem leader, I just think that um, it's just a fantastic example of somebody who is going to make things happen, big things happen in Alberta this year. So thank you so much for joining us, uh, bringing your spicy self to the forefront uh, with Lynette and I. And uh, thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. Thank you again, Brenda. And that's it for now. We're looking forward to launching another season later in 2024. So stay tuned. We also want to connect with you. So follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and online at demythifyingbrand.ca. Stay spicy, people.